Hey guys, and welcome to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast, where you will be inspired, encouraged, and transformed with powerful teachings and real stories of mental health. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling. If you are in a crisis, call or text your local crisis center or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Jesus is in our mental health, and freedom is where we start. I am your host, Heidi Mortensen, licensed marriage and family therapist. Get ready. Today's show is going to bring you hope. Hello, and welcome to the show. Do you put up walls between yourself and others? Do you struggle with perfectionism? Are you using food, alcohol, work, or some other form of numbing to protect yourself? Do you keep joy at a distance because it's too scary and too vulnerable? Comments from others, trauma, accidents, losses, and many other real-life difficulties can cause us to learn to armor up with others in our life. We stop living and we start protecting. This episode will identify the armor that we put up and what God's idea is behind this. Let's live free the way that God designed for us to live. Last week's episode on Monday was about sleep. Have you been struggling with good sleep like I have? Well, go back and check this episode out. I talk about why we struggle with sleep and how God has designed us to have healthy sleep and which ways we can actually do this. On Thursday, I had an amazing guest, evangelist Caleb Wampler, who talks about his personal journey to becoming an evangelist who travels the world to bring people into the kingdom of God, bringing healings and miracles. He is a regular guy with a wife and children and said yes to God. God is using that regular guy in miraculous and mighty ways. I also published my book that I've been talking about, The Brave Encourager, How to Change the World with the Power of Encouragement. You can find the book on Amazon by searching The Brave Encourager or Heidi Mortensen. Currently, I'm looking for people to be on the launch team. So if you would like to be on my launch team, which means helping me to share the book, write an Amazon review, please send me an email at Heidi at Heidi Mortensen, LMFT.com. And even if you don't want to be in my launch team, I would love it if you could purchase the book, share the book, and let people know about it and go on Amazon to give a review. I would really, really encourage it as I am a new author stepping out and doing this. This is not my book. This is God's book. So I'm not wanting to do this for self-promotion, but really wanting to bring encouragement into the world instead of pointing out what people are doing wrong and what's going wrong in the world. Let's pull the gold and point out what God intends for us. So let's pray. Holy Spirit, We welcome you into this episode. I pray, Lord Jesus, for every single listener to experience your presence right now and into this episode. I pray that they can lay down the walls and the armor that they have had throughout their life. I pray for the soil of their heart to be open to hear what I have to say, that anything that I say that is difficult for them to hear, that your presence will bring peace to allow an opening into something new. I pray for healing over their hearts, their minds, and their soul right now. I bind up the enemy in the name of Jesus, any sort of attack or hindrance or more walls that want to come up. I pray that those don't come in and that no weapon formed against the listeners will prosper. I pray that you guide me to speak and say whatever it is that the listeners need become more known by you and to know you more. 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So let's talk about walls. Let's talk about armor. I'm going to take this information from Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly. As a facilitator of the Daring Way, I have access to different curriculum, and so I'm going to be taking some of this information from them, but I will cite her book. The armory is basically bad fruit in the kingdom of God. Everything I take from her book, I'm going to bring in what the Lord actually says about it. I think some people can get hung up on different people who are in the education system. And because it isn't from a Bible school or from someone who is in ministry, they can close themselves off to actually hearing the information. So I just ask for your openness in this information and to really just allow the Holy Spirit to breathe life into this because we can really use people in the education system to actually shed light into something that we might not be seeing. So there are three different things that we do to armor up perfectionism, foreboding joy, and numbing. I'm going to start with perfectionism. Basically what this is, this armor that we do is, is like bad fruit. It's sowing, you know, sowing and reaping. Whatever we sow, we will reap. And so that is really essentially what is happening. And so I'm going to talk about these three different ways that we armor up. So perfectionism is basically a dangerous myth. Perfectionism and striving for excellence are not the same thing. They are opposite. Healthy striving is internally motivated by the power of the Holy Spirit. When we die to ourself and Jesus becomes more alive in us, then we are striving in a healthy way. Perfectionism is based on one thing, man, what other people will think. I already know that some of you are thinking, well, I don't care what people think. I want you to really get honest with yourself, okay? Because if you are struggling with perfectionism, then you are caring about what people think. Perfectionism is an external audit, okay? It's from other people. It's from man. We're trying to manage perception from others. It's a piece of armor that we hold onto. So if I look perfect, if I live perfect, I can avoid shame, blame, and criticism. We think that it keeps us safe, but the truth is is that perfectionism actually keeps us from being seen from Jesus to be the light through us. Every single one of us needs to be seen or known by God. So where we are struggling with perfectionism is where we're struggling with shame. In Romans 8, 1, it says that there is no shame in the kingdom of God, or there's no condemnation in the kingdom of God. I always try to say shame because condemnation and shame are very similar. So that means that the enemy is actually the one who's making us struggle with perfectionism. Brene Brown has a really awesome quote. She says, when perfectionism is driving, shame is riding shotgun and fear is that annoying backseat driver saying, don't do it. You are not going to do it right. You're going to fail. The next piece of armor that we have is called foreboding joy. When we lose our tolerance for vulnerability, joy becomes foreboding. There's actually no emotion or affect that is more terrifying than joy. This doesn't seem to make sense, right? But the reality is that we're so terrified that if we allow ourselves to be joyful, we're technically allowing disaster. So basically, let's say that great things seem to be happening in your life. The kids haven't been sick in a while. Things are going well for you financially. And then you think, something bad's going to happen. What's next? What's going to happen? Or you might look at your child and have this horrific image of something happening to them. And so what happens is instead of allowing ourselves to be in this joyful place and be grateful, 
we struggle to be vulnerable, we lose our capacity to actually stay in that place of gratitude, which means we're not allowing joy to come in. We are essentially what Brene calls dress rehearsing tragedy. So we try to beat vulnerability by practicing the trauma. I hope this is making sense. The reality is there's nothing that we can do from trauma or difficult things from happening. But what we can do is we can squander the joy that's right in front of us. The joy that needs to build resilience in us so that we have strength and courage to be able to deal with difficulties when they do come. The solution to this is gratitude or thankfulness. So if you are in that place of negativity and foreboding joy, gratitude will take it away or decrease it or focusing on the face of Jesus. Sometimes that will actually shift me out of it. Sometimes I'll just say something simple like, Lord, I'm thankful for my shoes. I'm thankful for my jacket. I'm thankful that I have two legs, two feet, whatever I can do to muster up at the time because sometimes we can get so sucked in these holes. In Nehemiah 8.10, it says, This day is holy to our Lord and do not be grieved for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's not going to just happen. We do have to hold the Holy Spirit. We have to surrender our life and say, God, I invite you in. I'm grateful that you died on the cross for me. And so we have to practice that gratitude daily and give him the things that we're struggling with. So the third thing that we do to armor up is numb. So this is numbing versus comfort. Brene Brown says that that we are the most addicted, medicated, obese, in-debt adults in history. We numb. Some of us numb to the point of addiction. The line is when our numbing becomes chronic and compulsive. This is really affecting our whole world right now. We struggled with this before COVID and with COVID now, it's just out of control. Numbing has been something that it's almost like the world has accepted it. This is an okay thing and it's okay for us to numb. This numbing is out of control and it's even with Christians. Vulnerability and shame are full contact emotions. We numb with food, with drugs, alcohol, sex, prescription drugs, the internet, work, gossip, even ministry. What is numbing and what is our comfort by caring for ourselves is very different. For example, a piece of cake can be comforting, but the whole cake can be numbing. I have absolutely been doing this. The book that I recently published, The Brave Encourager, just came out a week ago on Amazon. Well, up until then, I really was struggling with sleep, hence the episode on sleep, which I was numbing with sugar, which is also why I've been struggling with sleep. So it's this cycle. So I really understand this in my head. You know, I study this stuff. I study vulnerability. I study emotions. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty of giving up to the Lord, I have to be vulnerable with all of you. I really have been struggling. I pray enough to get some relief, but then I don't go deep enough into the spirit to allow God to truly transform me to take me to a deeper level. The feeling I would say that I have in that moment that keeps making me numb is anxiety. The lie I have is that I'm going to fail. People won't like the book. When I allow God to truly come in and I worship long enough for him to take hold of me, I hear the Holy Spirit's in charge. It's not my book. I don't have any control over what people think. God guided me in this book. I wouldn't be doing this podcast or even written a book if it wasn't for the Lord. I'm not doing it for fame or whatever else people want to judge me about and going public with these things. But right now, God is strengthening me even through the difficulties of 
wanting to numb, of having this urge. And what he's doing is he's building courage and endurance in me in the midst of the struggle. So I'm being vulnerable and sharing this with you right now because I'm actually still in it. I'm not through it. I'm not the other side of it. But I know and I trust that the Lord is strengthening me right now, even as I share this. Romans 5, 3 through 5 says, We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. What is it that you need to lay down and trust the Lord with? What is bringing you to want to numb? Be honest with the Lord. We all armor up. The armor that you're wearing right now is going to move you away from who you want to be, who God wants you to be. And it's moving you away from the people that you want to be in deep connection with. Vulnerability is the birthplace of love, joy, faith, trust, creativity, and innovation. We want more of these things, but we can't always get to them because our armor gets in the way. So let me walk through some exercises to help pull out some of this armor that we have. You either understand shame and how it runs your life, or it runs you. If you're listening right now and you want to know more about shame resilience, go back and check out episode 15, where I talk about how we can live unashamed. So some questions for you to get comfortable with being vulnerable and breaking down those walls and armor. What is the armor that you have? What have you been doing to protect yourself from others? What have you been doing from stopping yourself from really being seen? Are you allowing people to be bigger than God? Now what Brene has in her workbook is she has you draw a heart and then she has you label the pieces of armor that you usually go to and use. So I actually want you to do that. So you can either draw a heart or you can just write it on a piece of paper and just kind of write down all the go-to armor that you have. So this could be isolation. This could be food. This could be prescription pills. It could be wine. I want you to get specific and really label what it is. It even could be something like calling your mom and that's a good thing. Okay. So I don't want to take away the good things, but when a good thing becomes a habit or a good thing keeps you from actually growing and becoming more known from the Lord, like ministry, we can use volunteering. We can use ministry to actually keep us from being intimate with the Lord. We need to get back to intimacy, being known and knowing God. This is the ultimate key. Because if we're not glorifying God in the process, then it's actually still numbing. It's actually an armor. So I hope that this makes sense. I hope it's helping you to see that we can even use good things to keep us from being intimate with the Lord. So here's some other questions. How has your armor protected you? How does your armor weigh you down? How does your armor impact the people around you? If you're a parent, your armor could be affecting your children. Let's say you enjoy having alcohol and you use it exceedingly and it impacts your kids. I know that there's some parents that they will get together with other parents and socialize and it's harmless. They're not getting drunk. They don't think it's a big deal. But what happens is when you start to get inhibited and your brain isn't functioning and you're not in that sober mindset, you stop walking the way that God intends. So you might let go and let the kids watch something that you wouldn't normally let them watch. 
And then all of a sudden, one thing leads to another. And now we're stepping into a level of sin that you didn't even intend to. And so it's kind of like these gateways that we move into that we think is harmless, but then it can open the door to something that is. What pieces of armor are not working for you anymore? What armor are you willing to take off? Are you willing to take off the armor? Now I want you to picture of yourself with a completely open heart without any armor or even just write it down. What's underneath all of that armor? Who are you? Remember, we are each created in the image of God. Genesis 1.27 says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created man. Male and female, he created them. We all want to be known by God and want to know God. In 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 3, the Apostle Paul said, We know that we all possess knowledge, but knowledge puffs up while love builds up. Those who think they know something do not yet know as they ought to know, but whoever loves God is known by God. Many of us think that we actually know things, but we don't. We're only trying to make ourselves feel better in the moment. So then we have this armor to make us feel better in the moment, not realize that we're even doing it. But the closer we get to God, the more we spend time in the word, thinking about the Holy Spirit, worshiping God, praying, meditating on his goodness, the more we become like him. This intimacy transforms us. Danny Silk is quoted saying that intimacy is into me you see. The love that we have is so important because the closer that we get to the Lord, the more he reveals things about ourselves. So essentially, knowing God means knowing ourself. I suggest for you to read all of John 15. It is so amazing. Right now, I just want to read verses 5 through 8. It says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withered. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So when we have this intimate relationship with the Lord, we're in the vine. He is such a good father and he gives us what we desire. We need to open up our heart to him. We need to be vulnerable. Invite him in. Ask him to transform us. Take away those walls. Take away the armor. Don't hold anything back. There will be less need for the walls and the armor. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you come right now Help the listeners to see themselves completely free the way that you designed them to be. Right here in this moment, don't try to muster up something bigger than right now. Just start with where you're at right now. Lay down all of your armor. See Jesus coming and giving it to him and Jesus taking it from you. All of the walls, all of the armor, all of the lies. Wait until he takes it all. Pause the podcast if you need to so that you can see yourself without anything, just you and Jesus. As a mental health therapist, I know that there is a difference between getting free and staying free. But if you don't know what 
it feels like to even be free in the first place. You don't even know that it's worth it. And so you won't even try. I want you to allow yourself, give yourself permission to have a moment to feel free. And if it's too scary for you to be free longer, just allow yourself a few moments right now. John 8.36 says, If the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. If you have given yourself to Jesus Christ, every single piece of armor, wall, or shield has been given to Jesus, and it has died on the cross when he died. Jesus rose on the third day, and so did you. You are no longer dead in your sins, but you are seated in heavenly places with Christ. You are ruling and reigning as a vessel of the Holy Spirit, ready and willing to serve where Jesus wants you to. God, I bind up the enemy right now in the name of Jesus over all of our listeners. And I command out all walls that are still left, that are still trying to hang out. And I pray that you give the listeners a sense of freedom that you want them to feel right now in this moment. Give them a taste. And for some of them, I pray that you keep that freedom around. Give them the wisdom and the revelation how to stay free, not just get free. I declare right now that you are flapping your wings. I declare that you are free. You are living a full life of joy, of love, of peace, and that you have the energy to fulfill the race that God intends for you. You are seeing and experiencing your God-given purposes and passions. The Holy Spirit is guiding you and showing you more and more amazing you truly are. You are a mighty one in Christ. You are an amazing friend, amazing parent, amazing co-worker, amazing daughter, son of the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence right now. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for bringing freedom into the listeners. I pray for God's grace and mercy over you throughout this next week. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to the Strong Tower Mental Health Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you listen. Your review helps the show reach more people and spread mental health awareness with Jesus at the Center. You can also check me out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or my website at HeidiMortensenLMFT.com. See you at our next episode.